This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. Wow. <laughs> Swallow that microphone. Joined as usual by Alex and Scott. Say hello. Hey. Hello. I said it in weird order and you guys got confused. No, I was waiting for Alex to go. That's why I didn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, Scott usually goes first. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I, I said Alex and Scott this time. Yeah, and we did it in the right order. Yeah. We passed the test. C minus intro. C-. Welcome everyone to Hot Jeffrey. <laughs> first uh first show of the new year, recording wise anyway. Yeah, happy new year, gentlemen. And to ring in the new year, we're gonna be talking about Ronin. Or is it Ronin? Ronin. <laughs> it's Ronin. Okay. Ronin, Sardine starring and Robert De Niro. <laughs> starring a bunch of sardines. Um, I did not bring up the goddamn IMD page. Uh, Sean Bean, if I remember correctly. Scene Bean. Um, some the, cute girl. The Infinity um, I, uh, <laughs> Natasha McGellan. guy from Lexus. Yeah, Jonathan Price. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Jonathan Price. Directed by John Frankenheimer. Uh, John written, J. Frankenheimer Schmidt. Written by J.D. Zeke. And uh, Jean Reno, if we haven't mentioned him yet, and other people. So, Scott, you picked this movie. Uh, what's your background on it? So, I believe I saw this one in the theaters. Uh, this was uh, before... I think this came out before The First Born, right? Am I wrong about that? I want to say yes, it did. Because uh, I still saw it at the Cinedale. I don't think I saw Born at the Cinedale. So, it kind of had that same international feel... Uh, although Bourne was much more of an action movie although this one definitely has the the car chases but but I always liked it it was was kind of a uh, it's definitely more of a character piece than anything really plot driven Uh, because I mean really not a whole lot happens in the movie but it's cool to see the characters Uh, I I really enjoy the, the low tech kind of spy thriller thing going on here uh other than the stupid like parts of Stellan Skarsgård, Skarsgård, uh, like directing people from, I don't know what the hell that was all about from his laptop with the satellite, and that made no sense. But because uh, he was tracing the call. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, that that's about as high tech as they get in this movie, though. It's more about um, people just going out and doing dirty work. Uh, yeah, and we're talking about Ronan, not dirty work today. Uh, and it's it's a solid performance from uh, from Bobby, <laughs> uh, from Robert De Niro. So it's always a a plus. Um, and he is kind of a badass here, and they they do a good job of making him seem like a badass without having him have to like manhandle people. Except he does. Not really. Yeah. Hmm. Scene Bean would disagree. When does when does uh, De Niro manhandle people in movies? I'm trying to remember now. He doesn't, but as like uh, casino. He, 
I'm just no. more about like an action, like a movie with this level of action in it. There would be fight scenes, and then there's really not anything like that in this yeah. movie. There's gunfights for sure, but there's not like the the drawn out hand to hand combat. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. That's that's, that's what I meant. Yeah, but oh, I was okay. thinking in general with his career, he doesn't really. You're right. Heat a little bit. At least he's more gun stuff anyway. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't count Ranging Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't count. If you if you've got gloves on, don't count. Yeah. Meet the parents. Gonna meet me. <laughs> Gonna meet. Gonna meet me. All right, well, my this is the first time I've seen it. Uh, it's been a month now because we were going to do this earlier and we just kind of ran out of time. But that was the first time I've ever seen this movie. Um, and it, it, it feels, I think I kind of talked about it. It feels like a 90s movie to me. Yeah. Um, good or bad. There's there's both qualities to it. Um, so that's my experience with it. Just, that's all I got. Alex? Uh, yeah, I can't believe I've only seen this movie once before because I just saw it this week to refresh myself on it and I'm like damn this is a really good movie it's, it's one that I should definitely have in my well DVD collection I don't know if I get the Blu-ray yeah as, as, but it's good yeah I, I don't know if I qualify it as great but yeah it's it's solid spy stuff solid performances um, some very slick uh, car chases Jesus. the the gunfights were kind of meh in watching it again unfortunately but uh, almost everything else though was cool all right, well, let's get into your list. Uh, just to remind everybody, we do our seven topics that we want to talk about and uh, items that stand out to us, good or bad. So, Scott, go. Uh, my number seven is just the opening. Kind of the first, I don't know, seven to ten minutes. Uh, it kind of sets the mood and sets up the characters really well without a lot of exposition. Um, and nobody really has much of a backstory in this. So you kind of get a little bit of... Um, of hints about what Robert De Niro's character um, is and was, and uh, the uh, the people kind of running the show, the money people, uh, the Irish people, um, and just little bits about some of the other characters. But yeah, there's not this long, drawn-out backstory, but it's like cool spy stuff. Um, when he he's outside and he hides the gun, and he walks in the back, and there's a really cool line. Uh, apparently, Mamet. Um, if, hey, Mamet. Hey, Mamet. David Mamet did a, a, a treatment of not like a wholesale uh, rewrite or write up of the script. Um, and you can kind of see it in places, uh, especially in the beginning. It's a really cool line with the Nero. Uh, where he walks in the back and the, the, the girl, Dasha McKellen, McClellan, uh, asks him why he came, came in the back and he says, I never walk in anywhere where I don't know how to get out. Um, except he spends the rest of the movie walking into places basically where he doesn't know, where there is no clear exit. Um, it's kind of the point of the story. Uh, so yeah, I just that, that opening, uh, scene, the, the, the little cafe, and, uh, you don't know what's going to happen. And it turns out just to be a meetup. Uh, is really yeah. cool. I did like that, that I had no idea what was going on there. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who are they? Why are they acting weird? Or do they? Yeah, it was, I like that part. It's cool. And get the the great uh, Jean Reno. That's right. He is great. Yeah. Toast. <laughs> oh, that wasn't him. Remember that great American accent he had in Godzilla, two thousand. 
I don't remember anything about the movie. Anyways. Yep. All right, Alex. Uh, my number seven, and this is one of probably the most annoying thing about the movie, is I know the case is important. I know that's the MacGuffin in this movie, and everybody's after it, and this is the thing. But for the first, like, 40 minutes, everybody's asking about the case and what's inside it and how much it weighs. And it's like, I don't give a shit. Nobody should give a shit. It's like, it, the case is important. Like, De Niro actually brings up a good point in the movie where he's like, well, is it heavy? Is it life? Am I going to have to chop somebody's arm off with that? So it's like, all right, it's forgivable that he's so anxious about the case. But then they just keep asking about it. and like, oh, okay, movie. I've had enough. Really? I thought they, I thought it was a very solid MacGuffin. It's no, like the very, it the, like the very definition of MacGuffin. It's an item that everybody cares about that doesn't actually matter in and of itself. I just and thought they Irish. mentioned it. Yeah. They mentioned it <laughs> yeah, yeah, too much. And it's Irish. <laughs> <laughs> the clan MacGuffin. Oh, I got to get some MacGuffin. There could be only one. Blarney. But, uh, yeah, for me, they just asked about it way too fucking much. Like, it tapered off towards the end. It's like, okay, we're getting into the car chase and the meat of they're actually trying to get the case instead of asking about it. So after that, that's fine. But it was a bit too much. All right. So for my list, like I said, I've only seen this once, and that was already over a month ago. And so some of my notes, I'm trying to remember what the hell I was talking about here. So, <laughs> But this one I do know, and it has to do with the case. And I have wet paint. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Which, as you watch the movie, it unfolds, and that's kind of... Yeah. You find out about it, but, yeah. like, it's like, seriously, that's how he found out, like, wet paint. Like, he couldn't rush the job that quick. And I know later on you find out there's reasons for that, if I remember correctly. But I remember that really pissing me off at the, at the moment when I was watching it. So, like, <laughs> yeah, that is, that's what tipped him off, was wet paint, and you couldn't handle that any better. Like, so... It's like during the gunfight, that's when he was spray painting it. That's why it was still wet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, anyway, if wet paint, are you kidding? Scott. <laughs> okay. I wonder if also has something to do with that character. Uh, Selling scars, guide. Uh, it's something I remembered from the very first time that I watched the movie that stuck out, and I was looking forward to this time, and it's still really cool this time around, was uh, um, you can kind of see... De Niro's character, he's trying to figure stuff out. Uh, whatever his angle actually is, you don't really find out. Well, I kind of hinted at the, like the very end of the movie. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, you know, he's trying to figure out who the people he's working with really are. And he knocks that, that copy cuff over and Stellan Skarsgård catches it like just by reflex. Spidey sense. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, eh, this guy's not just some, uh, He's not just the hacker nerd. He's not just a nerd, yeah. Oh, that's higher up on my list, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that that stuck out to me. I thought that was a cool, uh, you know, show, don't show. tell. Um, even though, I, watching it again, it is a little, like, kind of... Uh, it happens pretty early in the movie. Um, so maybe if they'd moved it on a little later, it would have been a better use, but uh, I still thought it was cool. Yeah, I liked it too. I do remember that. So it stuck out. <laughs> Alex, number six. My number six is something you don't really see nowadays. It's pretty rare, but Sean Bean was playing a character that was like super twitchy and on edge all the time. I'm used to seeing him on screen being a cool collected badass. And then this one, he 
He was the one that almost blew it for everybody. That pretty much... Did he lie to get in, right? He didn't know shit about shit. Yeah, he wasn't like ex-military like the other Mm -hmm. guys were. So he was all twitchy and strung out and stuff. That was was really cool. That was nice to see. That's when De Niro was manhandling him. He almost choked him to death. Mm Mm-hmm. Just choke his million bucks out of him. Yeah. a <laughs> hundred thousand dollars now. He got everybody raises. Yeah. Scene being... So that leads into my number six, which uh is scene scene being did not die. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> uh, that, that might be, it might be higher up on my list. <laughs> <laughs> not only did he not die, he just kinda disappears. Like I totally thought he was gonna come back at the end somehow do something to fuck up the the story to fuck up Daenerys uh, whatever was going on which it's cool that it didn't happen but I was expecting it but anything because I was hoping he was going to die then like right I mean, you can't have him in a movie and not die and <laughs> it goes against the natural order <laughs> yeah. yeah one does not simply cast him in a movie twitched <laughs> and not have him die and yeah. I just went to the said that and I Wait. held up my fingers um so yeah, yeah. see me did not die. Scott number five. Okay, my number five is. By the way, who came up with scene bean? That sounds like some Alex would say, or Brian. <laughs> it, is. it is. It was one of the two. Yeah, scene bean. Because of Michael Bean and scene bean. Yeah, uh, I find it hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Scene Reno. Yeah. Speaking of scene Reno, uh, so uh, Jean Reno is uh, my number five. Uh, he he kind of cut out like a niche for himself playing like the French, <laughs> the French spy basically. Well, he's French. <laughs> Although technically what? he was Krieger, uh, in Mission Impossible, which is supposed to be German. I don't know. Well, um, I was gonna say if he's Krieger on uh, Archer, that's uh, one hell of an accent. <laughs> uh, he just not a spy in um, but he kind of plays the same character in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, he plays a, or he plays a cop. Yeah. Um, you know. Knowing most from uh, the professional or of course Leon in the Leon. French title, Leon. Uh, but yeah, he's just kind of a he's got this kind of cool like air about him uh, when he's in these like kind of supporting spy cop roles, um, and it's really effective here. Um, and, and and in this movie, he's kind of like the he's almost like the audience surrogate because um, he's kind of the one that is like, whoa, what's going on here, like. <laughs> and Daenerys kind of explaining things to him. Um, and he's the one at the end that is kind of like, oh, and then he, you know, goes off in the sunset, or Robert Daenerys' character goes off in the sunset. Uh, so he, he kind of has the, the thankless job of being the, the audience surrogate, but he is still pretty solid. So that's my number five. And it's just cool to see him in something that, uh, especially after seeing uh, the professional. Yeah, this is 98. Yeah, this is right before Godzilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, this is Alex. big ticket. Big yeah. ticket out of France. Nope. Alex, number five. My number five is just the setting. Whenever uh, a film takes us to Europe and it does all the settings there right, it just, everything just clicks together. It's just so cool seeing all the, all the sites and everything. And, uh, of course, higher up on everybody's list, the very claustrophobic streets that play well with everything else. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I thought the best case of uh, that would be in um, shit. What was the Bruce Lee Chuck Norris movie we did? That was the best use of <laughs> Return of the Greg. <laughs> yeah. Best use of cats. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And random hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Fountain hookers. And ordering eggs in a restaurant. Anyway. <laughs> plots are going nowhere. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. <laughs> oh, we should do Return of the Dragon again this year. No. <laughs> Every year we do Return of the Dragon. No. Please, no. <laughs> no. Let's just do other Bruce Lee or Chuck Norris movies. And just just oh, top, right. top, top five Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris chest hair. Like Walker, Texas Ranger, Delta Force, Missing in Action, Mega One. I think we brought it up at the time, but like, that seems like a bad idea if you're like a mixed martial artist or like a karate master, like he was in that movie. With all that hair on there, these people just grab the hair in your arms. Well, it's like ladies. Like, there's a reason like why you you want your hair short and short if you're going to be a gladiator. It's just really, uh, it's for all the karate groupies, you know. I guess so. Back in the seventies, they were all the rage. Karate. We are off topic, but yeah, I mean the same thing. But like football players have long hair now; they can get tackled by that shit. Yeah, no, it's perfectly legal if they have yeah. the long hair to get grabbed by that shit. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. But you get the ladies, like Alex said, so it's worth mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Just like Alex when he had his long hair. Yeah. Like for his toes. <laughs> Take your pick. Okay. Scott, number four. Oh, wait, we missed my number five. Oh, you're number five. My number five, you guys got to help me out here because I honestly don't remember this. (laughs) How in the fuck did John Renault get up on top at the end? Get up top at the end. Um, I don't know. Editing. I don't even remember. 90 speed of strength. Editing. Wasn't there a bunch of scaffolding? But what am I talking about? What happened? I don't remember this at all. (laughs) It's like at the very end when the... The Lexus Infinity I thirty guy had him dead to had De Niro dead to rights, and John rose up in the scaffolding and he shot him before he could spoilers before he could kill De Niro. Yeah, yeah. And then he fell down because they had the because they they have like the kind they have like the foot chase outside of the ice skating arena. Yeah, where Katarina Vitt makes a uh, plays herself and gets shot. (laughs) Now, if it was Sean Bean that came back ice skating and then he got shot. That would have been something. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> so it, that didn't count because I didn't know what it was. That was honorable mention. I just wanted to ask you guys what it was. So okay. I have um, <laughs> uh, the blood was very vivid and bright in this movie, and I had that as a comment, which I don't know if I liked or not, but it stood out to me. It was very almost like a horror movie. <laughs> like it was the, didn't seem realistic compared to like uh, Dread. Not dread, but uh, those other movie, '90s movies like Goodfellas or whatever, anything like that. Like it didn't seem, didn't stand out to you guys, no? Um, yeah, I mean, it seemed really. appropriately violent. Not violent, just the color of the blood is what I'm saying. I don't care about how, the quantity. Just huh. I, I honestly don't remember. Is that how you find out it was a fake case? <laughs> fake blood on your head. Wait a minute, this case is fake. God damn it. <laughs> All right, now Scott, number four. Okay, so number four was uh, after Rob De Niro's character gets gets shot 
and he goes to his old friend's house and uh, he basically directs them on how to take the bullet out. He's basically put him on the table and they get like a mirror and he has Jean Renault pull the bullet out. <laughs> but at school, he's just like watching them and he's like, okay, like you need to get a grip on it. Don't pull the thing out unless you're sure you got a grip on it. And like he slips the first time and he's just like, Ugh, do it again. And he finally pulls the bullet out and he's like, can you, can you stitch me up without my help? And he's, and John Renault's like, yeah. He says, good, cause I'm gonna pass out now. <laughs> yeah. But just him, like, watching them, like, <laughs> dig into him was, ah. Yeah, it's a cool it was, thing. It was brutal, but it, but it was cool, just like, him telling them how to do it. No booze either, he told them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, like, that was a cool scene, but that, that's one of the things that, like, stunk of, Night nineties movies, like I'm try- I keep, I can't put a finger on it. There's something about it that like put me off because I've no, been watching yeah. a bunch of movies like this, it's like I, Batman and Terminator Two, and not so much those, but but it happened. It's... It, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some other movies where people digging into bodies. No, I think it's just his general badassness. Like he just knows everything. He's a what do they call Ray? He's a uh, Mary Sue. Yeah. He's a goddamn Mary Lou in this. <laughs> Mary Mary Lou who? It's Terry Crews in this. <laughs> anyway, but it was a cool scene. I agree. Alex, number four. My number four is Skarsgård's character. I really Skarsgård. Like he's very, you know, he's you know he's got glasses. So in the nineties, like, oh, this guy's a nerd. He's got glasses and and a suit on the whole time. This guy, look at him. But then there's always something very icy cold about him. And at first, it's kind of like his character is like, well, you know, he's kind of the, the tech nerd, so he doesn't know how to interact with people. But it's really just because he's a fucking cold-blooded killer. Or he was at the mind control of Loki. Yep. He was trying to figure yeah. out the Tesseract. Maybe that's what was inside the case. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. He got touched. He got touched by the Loki pokey stick. And <laughs> do the Loki pokey. He turned well, himself around. Well, Sean Sean Bean was there, so he got touched. Mm-hmm. Touched. But yeah, he almost killed that little girl in the playground just to make a point with that needlessly <laughs> complicated gun that he had. And uh, that's when he shows off his reflexes again. And then he, oh, this guy. Not only that, but. It, it's also a great villain when you know that he gets his comeuppance at the end, and boy, did he. Jeebus H. He did. I don't remember it, but I'm sure he did. Is that when Katarina Vitt sliced him with her ice skates? <laughs> she took, yeah, she took off her skate and stabbed him. <laughs> yep. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it's amazing. She's vicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, my turn. My number four? Yeah. All right. Uh, the last negative, and negative, as as, long, as cool as that entry scene was, where Scott mentioned earlier with all coming uh, about a minute into it, I was like, "Where are the goddamn subtitles?" I couldn't understand what anybody <laughs> was saying. Oh god, it was over for you, Jean <laughs> Renault, some yeah. Irish people, Stellan Skarsgård mumbling, yeah, Sean Bean, like it was just I Sean didn't Bean. understand anybody, and even De Niro yeah. sometimes can't understand. So he's mumbling a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I have too many accents and weird uh, voices. <laughs> so, there it is. I have a problem, folks. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. Scott, number three. Okay. 
Uh, my number three is we talked about before, and I have this written down as Sean B lives exclamation point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just funny to see him, especially as much of a fuck up as he is in this movie. That he that he walks away, he gets to walk away from everything. Uh, but yeah, like Alex said, uh, he's all twitchy and uh, he's like some kind of action junkie or whatever. He's just trying to fake it and uh, he's trying to be in charge. And uh, the other in charge, yeah. The other three guys are just kind of like always kind of quiet and reserved and like, uh, what are we doing here? Uh, but he's like gung ho about everything and. Uh, and then yeah, the the scene when De Niro calls him out and everything is pretty cool. Uh. Yep. So yeah, Sean Bean lives. So now that you guys mentioned that, I'm trying to think of other other movies where he's kind of twitchy. Like Weasley. Yeah. yeah, I can't really think of any. Uh, definitely not Game of Thrones. Definitely not Lord of the Rings. Definitely not Cold Not Equilibrium. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number three. My number three is just De Niro's performance and his character is great. I love them. Every question that they asked, he was always like one step ahead with just being super evasive about everything. So cool. He's like, "Oh yeah, why'd you leave? Well, I wanted to leave and this and that, and then they gave me a grasshopper." Yeah. Like, what? Oh shit, what's a grasshopper? <laughs> so you get a martini and then vermouth and this and that. And it's like, man, and everybody's like, oh, you fucker. Yeah, well, he, he was fucking with Sean Bean in that scene. Every, yeah. and then, and then Sean Bean's like, fuck off, and everybody else is laughing. Yeah. Yep, I may yeah. have a little bit more to say about him and the cast a little bit later. But yeah, so good. Cool. Um, my number three is the brutal takedown in the stadium. It's pretty epic. I, which take my notes, down? I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> which take? Well, which stadium first? The ice rink? Or oh, the, 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 rink? the other the one with the car chase? Yep. <laughs> I honestly don't remember. I have brutal takedown in the stadium, and I really liked it, but I don't know what that means. I don't think it was the ice rink. I think it was the stadium. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff's notes. <laughs> brutal takedown in the in the stadium. No way I'll forget this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping the way I said it, you guys would be like, well, yeah, and start talking about it. But no, I don't know what's going on. There was no takedown in a stadium? The, I thought. I think there was that, during the car chase, there's like the... Well, it was on the freeway, then at the Coliseum, when Robert De Niro's character, Sam. Yeah, there was like the Roman like got... thing. Yeah, there was like the Roman whatever... That was pretty cool. I think someone just got um, tackled really hard and it looked pretty rough and I liked it. I, I don't know. This is why I shouldn't watch a movie four weeks, five weeks before we actually review it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry, folks. Pure mm-hmm. professional here. Uh, Scott, number two. All right. Uh, my number two is, uh, as I mentioned when we were setting this all up, is that it's a low-tech spy movie. I like the way that this plays out as a spy movie um, where it's all people interacting with each other, handoffs, and then, like, basically close quarters, uh, combat and car chases, um, a little bit of sniping. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, yeah, everything's done, like, at a very, like, street level. 
you know, there's not a magical satellite or anything or like a cue giving you all kinds of weird gadgets or uh, a microchip that's embedded in you <laughs> that shows you like where to, like your location or brainwashing or anything like that. Uh, it's kind of the anti James Bond, really. And again, this is a little bit before. Uh, I, I should really double check this, but I think again, it's before uh, born? born born identity. Um, in a lot of ways, this, this is almost the same thing without the. I mean, obviously, the premise is different. Yeah, this is a few years before the born identity. Uh, but that same kind of gritty international. Uh, feel where it's not about the, the sex and the gadgets and the, the world ending, uh, villain plot. Uh, so James much, Bond uh, movies. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah. Much smaller <laughs> scale. Yeah. Like I said, it was a, kind of the anti James Bond. Mm-hmm. At least those versions of James Bond. They got, came back to earth with, uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. But at this time, yeah, we're getting full on Pierce Brosnan. Invisible cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Denise Richards as, <laughs> which is the most unbelievable thing to ever happen in films. Yeah, Christmas Jones, Jesus. Who wins in a fight, Christmas Jones or January Jones? Mm. January. Uh, Christmas, because that, that movie had, gonna have her butt. No, that movie has of all the great lines in the movie. It has one of the best lines ever. That's at the end of the movie, after they boned. And James Bond says, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Yeah. Whoa. I Woo! A, I think we've cited that a few times on this. Yeah. Still good every Woo! time. Yeah. <laughs> then Bond just flushes the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's All right. number two, low-tech spy movie. All right. Alex, number two. My number two is... This movie has some great, just great moments of tensions. Tension. Just, I, like, whenever all the characters were in a group and they're trying to figure shit out, the, the exchange with the weapons that scene B and is trying to bluff its way through, that was awesome. Uh, even at, right at the very end with Scar, Scarsguard was saying how he had a sniper trained on his friend while she was performing the ice skating and everything. That was, like, I had seen the, I hadn't seen this movie in so long. That I did, I actually didn't know what was going to happen, so I was pretty surprised at the out, at the come up and outcome on that one. Spoilers. Yeah, I, I was shocked they shot the, the figure skater. I didn't think that was going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising too because it's like the the actual ice skater playing herself, and they actually have her get shot in the movie. <laughs> yeah, she really died. Yeah. <laughs> no, she. It's worth it. It's Tanya Harding. On that sniper rifle. She never misses. <laughs> Why? <laughs> oh, too soon. Oh, man. If she was doing that at Center Eyes when she got shot. Why? <laughs> Why? Ugh. Is this before or after? This has to be after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my number two, which might be sooner, guys, is number one. Um, is the car chase. Oh, that's your, just your number two? That's just my number two. Because I'm not a big car chase guy in movies. I recognize that it being, it's cool, but um, and I really enjoyed it, but it's just... I have another thing I like better than this. So um, I won't talk too much about it, because I'm assuming you guys will. But I like the car chase a lot, as most people do. Um, 
So let's get to our number ones. Scott. All right. My number one is the, the final car chase. <laughs> <laughs> I assume so. Yeah. So it's so cool. Uh, they, so they, in the first big one, they, they've got the typical kind of music and there's a lot of gunplay involved. This is more just going through streets and the, a lot of it, there's no music at all. It's just the engines revving and the, the yeah. shifting of gears yeah, yeah. and, uh, uh more than a few camera tricks where it just like does close up on the people as they drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it feels like very tense that way without the music. Um, the, as Alec pointed out, they're going down all these narrow roads. Then you're in the heart of Paris. Oh, One point I always, yeah, I clench up whenever they're going through yeah. narrow roads. Oh, jeez. Now streets, they're on the, uh, like the, the road next to the sign river at one point and they're going through that tunnel. Uh, Against there, traffic. Yeah, there, there's some, <laughs> there's some not great driving from, uh, or fake driving from De Niro in that scene. <laughs> but, uh, if, if you're watching closely, but, uh, yeah, just, it was kind of a, a different take on the, the whole car chase thing at that point. Uh, it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. Where, yeah, there wasn't like the music, which, which adds to the tension because there's no, like, musical cue or anything like that. There was no, uh, um, you know, people firing AK-47s at each other from the, from the cars. And there's all kinds of carnage happening along too. Uh, cars getting run off the road. Just wrecked and people yeah. getting hit too. Yeah. It's just, I, it's I remember memorable it, car chase, memorable, uh, high point of the movie. I remember that. Yeah. It was completely silent until they have a shot of the do not enter sign. And that's exactly when the music starts. So, you know, oh shit. This is going to happen. I don't think there's been many car chases against traffic at this point, right? When this came out? Um, I couldn't say, it's but... Definitely not to the scale. Because, gee, but they, were a, <laughs> they were on that road for a long time. Like, half the car chase. I mean, our list is on car chase. We'll get to it later. And one of them that didn't make my list, but maybe it makes your list that... We can talk about more of this in our, in our list, I guess. Yeah. My, my thing, I think, why it didn't, for me, is I just saw this. So what all the stuff that's come after this kind of makes this not as good. Like, I've seen Born Identity. I've seen Italian Job. I've seen James Bond movies where they are driving through cities in Europe. They're going down staircases and they're Coopers and stuff like that. Like, so some of it, like I'd kind of seen before. For me and I can't because I'm not a car guy, so maybe they're showing stuff that's really cool. I just don't get it, so I'm like, okay, it's cool chasing. And um, the one thing I do have in my notes is um, why is the headlights flashing almost the entire chase? What's he doing there? He's trying to get people to get out of the way, yeah, yeah. I know, but <laughs> well, keep, your head, <laughs> keep your hands at 10 and 2, man. Look at that goddamn thing. Well, it's a European car, so that's on the passenger side. <laughs> my bad, all right. Yeah. So, also, just it's my number one. Also, both car chases are on my number one list. Uh, but just on the first one, what I really liked is that the car chase ends, and one of the cars actually crashes into stunt people while they're sitting at a cafe just having food. <laughs> so I don't know if that was scripted. I sure <laughs> as hell hope it was. But then the car literally goes up on their tables and knocks people over. Like holy shit! I hope nobody died. You idiots! You ran over those stunt people. 
But I saw that and I almost spit up my drink. Jeebus H. What, what kind of drink was it? Beer. What kind of beer? Mm, it's watching an old fashioned movie. <laughs> it was a French beer, a French movie, so you should be watching drinking uh Cronenberg fourteen ninety two. I have no whatever whatever the number is. <laughs> I think that's when Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So I don't know what, what date I'm thinking of. All right, uh, my number one is the cast. So you guys already mentioned before with Skarsgård and De Niro. I think all of them. When I sat down, when I watched it, and I was, oh crap, this has this guy. Oh, it has Jean Reno. Oh, it's got Sean Bean. Oh, it's got Skarsgård. Oh, it's so I really, I thought they all did great. Even like the girl who I didn't really know, I thought she was really good in this. Um, uh, everybody, uh, Katarina Vitt, great. <laughs> um, the guy who got taken down in the stadium, awesome. <laughs> uh, so uh, the the guy that he goes to, like the the collector, or whatever, um, the old guy, that's Michael Lonsdale. A little bit of trivia: he was uh, Hugo Drax in Moonraker, so he was a former Bond villain. Oh, okay. And obviously, oh, and you, was that the one where they had the two guys that were always talking funny? No, no, no. Then he had the shish on fire? No, no. The, Not that, that was, one? That was fucking terrible. No. This, <laughs> this is the Roger Moore one where they, they, this is the Roger Moore one where they go to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Not no, a no. ridiculous one, I see. No, no. This is, this is the Roger Moore one where they go into space and, uh, uh, Jaws. The second one with Jaws in it. Hmm. Uh, okay, wait a minute. There's a James Bond movie where they go into space? There's two. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Yeah, you and didn't there's know? a shark. I know you're talking about a different. I know you're not talking about the <laughs> space shark. By the way, you're talking about a movie with Drax and the Collector. I'm pretty sure you're talking about in space. You're talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's yeah. just open loops. Uh, and then uh, Jonathan Price would go on to play Bond villain in uh, in a very forgettable movie. In the world is not enough. Though the one with uh, Michelle Yeoh and Terry Hatcher. And he was in Game of Thrones, the Sparrow. He was. He was the High Sparrow. And he was the Infinity guy, as Alex said. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. And Pirates of the Caribbean. That's right. Liz something Swanson's dad. (laughs) Joe Swanson's dad. Fucking everything. Jesus, this guy. (laughs) Stop working. He's in uh, Brazil. Yeah. There it is. That's a fucking head trip. Anyways. All right, that wraps up our list, so let's rate it. Uh, Scott? Uh, I give this one a, a solid five. Um, the, uh, it's, you know, the only thing holding it back from a six for me is just, it's not. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. It's not, <laughs> it's always holding me back. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about at first night. Oh, yeah, Alex is cracking up before any of us even responded. Uh huh. <laughs> um,. The only holding back from a six is that it's just not in my favorites as far as the the genre goes, but it's it's a solid piece. It's, genre I it. it's got genre now, yeah. Yeah. So a five. Speaking of Obi Wan Kenobi and Star Wars, I saw the best meme on the internet. It was this hot girl like sunbathing and she's like wearing a thong and her ass is covered in sand <laughs> and it's just Anakin confused boner. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. 
Oh, that's dumb. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, Alex. Uh, I also give this movie a five. Uh, some parts of it hold up. Like you said, Jeff, there's, uh, since this movie, there's been improvements on the, you know, car chases and technology and everything, but this still really ages well. I still love all the, like Scott said, it was a very good character piece. Solid performances all around. A five. All right. I gave it a four. Um, it's right in the middle for me. Uh, like if I probably would have saw this earlier, I might would have liked it more. Like I said, I keep trying to. There was this time. Maybe it's either the late '90s or it became when I finally matured a little bit and stopped watching like sci-fi and stuff, and I was actually watching these movies, and it just kind of felt like those, and they kind of generic. It felt so that's why it didn't put it over the top, but I still enjoyed it. Right in the middle, four. All uh, right, all right. So our crossover topic is car chases and entertainment um so we're just gonna list our five favorites so yeah, scott yeah. all right well let's let's all get our number one out of the way right now it's got to be cobra right <laughs> with a, the with uh with with number two being out for justice right am i right oh, i try to forget those uh so number five is we've we already kind of mentioned it, uh, the italian job uh, with the the minis, just a clever use of a tiny car. Um, they're driving through the subways and doing all the tiny stuff that tiny cars do. Um, a little Wait, in, the original or the remake? The the, the remake. Okay. Um, so uh, a little interesting bit of trivia because nothing with like a combustible engine is allowed in the subways. They had to build custom mini coopers with electric engines. For for all that for all those scenes where they were down there, really, yeah, nice. so it's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. That's cool. So, um, so they probably couldn't go that fast, but they, uh, um, but yeah, for all the for all the scenes that they needed, yeah, it worked out. And just the concept of it, uh, it it was cool. You did have Mackie Mac. Yeah, so that's my number five. All right, Alex. My number five is Smokey and the Bandit. Classic. That whole movie is just a big old car chase. You hear, you hear my, my Dom DeLuise impression? <laughs> yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I've never seen Smokey and the Bandit. We saw the outtakes in the Annie Maker Man, right? <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Yeah. It's just Burt Reynolds at his most Burt Reynolds-y. It's still good. It's, it's like a, I feel like an old-fashioned... Old fashioned movie. It's like a Scotch and Coke field <laughs> movie production. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All right, um, man, I have six, and I can't figure out which one I want to bump off. And well, it's not gonna be this one. This one's number five, and it's not limited to a specific chase because I couldn't do that. But Goonies, every chase in Dukes of Hazard. Oh man! <laughs> Get them Duke boys. Even that's the movie? my childhood. Just watching that generally going back and forth, just doing peelouts on the dirt and Boss Hog and <laughs> Roscoe Pico Train and whoever else and chasing the, after him. The cliffhanger commercials. There's no way they're getting out of this bucket of molasses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jumping off of shit and wrecking every single Dodge Charger. <laughs> I like that. That was the answer to everything. Was jumping the generally over it. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. 
any problem can be solved by jumping the generally over the whatever the problem is. And uh, and Daisy Duke. And Daisy Duke. Get them Duke boys. And almost every single chase started with them jumping in the windows of their car, the window of the car, sliding over the hood. I mean, come on. Uh, and I'm not even joking. I love as a kid. This is one of my. I think this is one of the first non-animated shows that I loved as a kid. <laughs> um, Just good old boys. Yeah. Never meaning tr- no harm. I know it's on like the country music channel or whatever, and I try to catch episodes every once in a while. And I still like it, but then my luck, whenever I find it, it's like the non-Duke. It's the Duke. Dude, part two, whatever the the contract. Oh, the cousins. Co- the cousins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so stupid. Uh, but I love that TV did that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a period of time where they're just like the these ex were like fuck it, we'll just replace the cast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody will care. <laughs> At least in this one, they didn't like just like they did. What I want to say. They just recast. They actually put new characters in. It's like, no, no, these are the same blonde guy. Right, right. right. Even. But like, we'll yeah. get rid of the cast. I guess, yeah. I guess I should say. Yeah. And but it was always like a cousin yeah. <laughs> or a sister or something like that. Yeah. Well, they had to be dukes. Them dukes. Yeah. Well, they were all cousins to begin with. So oh. I guess this is true. This is this is this is true. Did you ever see the the movie? The one parts of it. Uh, yeah. Directed by Jay Chan Secret. Jay Tran Chan. Yeah, it was the Change whole C-car. Broken yeah, Lizard crew that worked on it too. I liked it. I barely remember. Yeah, I've seen parts of it. I, it was okay. I mean, yeah, Jessica Simpson in her prime, so I was okay with that. But it, you know. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, Duke's a Hazard. Um, kids, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Although there's some, uh, they got that Confederate flag thing going on, which I guess is taboo. <laughs> but they weren't meaning no harm. <laughs> That's true. They never meet in no harm. <laughs> so uh, just put right, getting right. the trouble the edge of the law would allow. Yeah. Damn Duke, damn Duke. Get them Duke boys. Bo- flash. <laughs> Boss Hog. Uh, we hardly. There was a guy whose name was Cooter. <laughs> Boss Hog and Cooter. Yeah. Uncle so Jason. no, Cooter was the cousin, the other cousin with the pickup truck. Yeah. Who was? And there was Roscoe. Who was the other cop? Cletus? I think it was Cletus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Cletus. Oh, Paul, my finger on the screen door again. <laughs> I can call my mom from up here. <laughs> hey, mom. Get off the thing, Ru. <laughs> okay. Time to put these back for a woman of less discriminating tastes. <laughs> Let's stop the fighting and the feud. <laughs> All right. Alex, Scott, number four. Uh, my number four is Baby Driver. Uh, oh, pretty, pretty much all of the car chase. I really need to watch this again because I think I missed like a lot of what was going on with the with the music and the action going on to the beat of what was happening with the the car chase. Um, so I definitely need to watch this again. But just even without all that stuff, they were really cool. They were very slick, and it was pretty much the whole movie. Like it was interesting that uh, it was a heist movie, but it was all from the the getaway part of it, pretty much. There was never really yeah. any, uh, much of them going in and actually doing the job. Uh, so, yeah, Baby Driver. I saw it over the break, and I wasn't a fan. But the dri- the driving scenes were cool. So, so I talked about this before. I, I think I was a little disappointed because I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. 
And it didn't blow me away like all of his other films. So Yeah. Alright, Alex. My number four is it's short, but it's really sweet. T two. When it goes to pick up Johnny when uh, the T one thousand hijacks that semi truck and John Connor's on his dirt bike and that T the Terminator has to get him on his uh on the Harley that he stole. Ah, <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, I agree. This was on my list, but I'll take it off. Now you help me. Now I, you remove one so I can do it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, short and sweet. So badass. Add to it, the, yeah, the, uh, him, the Arnold with the flipping, the, the reloading, the shotgun. Oh, so cool. Um, and then the awesome stuntman jumping off the <laughs> off the upper layer to land down in the riverbed. That's real <laughs> shit, man. I know it yeah. wasn't Arnold, but that guy <laughs> did that on a Harley. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. It, yeah. it, it is rad too that the the semis like running into the back of the Harley and he's still keeping it upright. Mm-hmm. Give it a little taparoo. Tap it in. And that's just the intro. I mean, it's pretty much still the intro of the T one thousand. It was just so awesome in that movie. We still haven't done this. We got to do T two. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, Alex. Great pick. Um. So for my number four, then I will do the chase scene in the Dark Knight. With the Joker and <laughs> Batman, and uh, um, when the, the, the what on, on the motorcycle? Well, yeah, the bat, well, it starts out in the car. Yeah, it's yeah, it starts out in the car, and then it turns into the Bat Pod, and the whole making the truck flip, and um, the, the very beginning where the, the Joker is driving the truck, and they're in the underground or whatever they call it in Gotham, and you know it's uh, it says laughter, and he has the S in front of it for slaughter, and then pulls out the rocket launcher and he's going to blow up Harvey Dent's van and then the Batmobile jumps in front of him and intercepts it. And I just loved it. I mean, yeah. it's... This is one of those things you go back to the Joker's plan is pretty goddamn ridiculous and it would never work. The helicopters and knowing that Jim Gordon would do all this stuff and be captured, but whatever. Yeah, it was a great scene. Mm-hmm. And ending with uh, him kind of mimicking first Batman with Batman just riding right at him and Joker just standing his ground and the, the shot of the Joker when Batman peels around him and slides out and him just like turning over his shoulder and looking at him. Oh, so cool. So these are the kind of car chases I like. <laughs> like the fake ones. Is this the same one where he's running from the cops and he murders a bunch of cops in the process? Yeah. Okay. Wait, which one? I can't remember if it's the... Which I think it's Dark I think it's the first one. I think it's Batman Begins you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it is. So he's like running from the cops and like the whole city's chasing him. Um and he evades them, but like there had to be like a bunch of cops that died in that process. Yeah, I think that's Batman Begins, where like okay. Rachel is uh drugged up by Scarecrow and he's trying to get her back to the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Is that Vicky Vale? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the same scene. Yeah. And then uh I've never been Affleck flat out murders people in this one, so and the newer ones, so whatever. Yeah, we're not cops. Police cops. He might. I'm sure they're all dirty cops. He'd give it a chance. Batfleck would. (laughs) Alright. Scott number three. Okay, my number three is Matrix Reloaded. Uh, Uh, This is the high point of the movie for me, because this is pretty much all I remember other than the the frog, the frog computer program, and uh, Monica Bellucci giving the the worst like dilemma ever in a movie. Um, but yeah, the 
we talk about going against traffic, uh, but it's so cool. It goes on for so long, and Trinity's going against traffic, and they have the fight on top of the, the truck, and just huge scale uh, the to music. the whole thing. Yeah, the music, and um, basically ends with Morpheus taking out one of the agents, which has, like, never been done before. Like, Neo did it, but that doesn't count. And, uh, yeah, just them going against traffic. Uh, it was so cool. Um, too bad the rest of the movie didn't hold up. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's my number three. This is my number three as well. Um, everything you're saying and just, yeah, her, I mean, the first half she's going with traffic and then when she turns around and goes against traffic on the motorcycle, it's so cool. I mean, this almost should be number one because this movie is unwatchable yet this scene is so rare that I will watch the movie just for this 10 minutes of awesomeness. I love it. Um, so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and the music. I don't even like that type of music, but it works with that chase scene. I really liked it. So, all right, Alex, number three. My number three is uh, Baby Driver. Yeah, Scott pretty much said everything about it. So cool, very extremely slick, especially the first one. the The next car chases are kind of like they're cool, but they're a bit more brutal and less re- refined because they're a bit more tense than the first one. But yeah, pretty damn badass. All right. My number three is, uh, well, my notes I have Martix reloaded, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so, Scott, number two. Uh, my number two is Death Proof. Oh, God damn it, Scott. We're on the same wavelength here. I like it. Uh, the, pretty much, geez, takes up the last third of the movie. Yeah, just about uh, a <laughs> super long chase and one of, one of the Kurt Russell's best performances. Uh, just complete whack job. Uh, and they, uh, chase him down. The, it mimics a lot of the vanishing point where Zoe, the, Zoe Bell, uh, who is Tarantino's muse <laughs> yeah. and a real life stunt woman is doing an awesome stunt, uh, riding on the hood of this, what was it? Uh, it's like a charger or something like that. I think it's another Dodge Charger, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they're just, like, doing the stunt, and then the guy, um, stuntman Mike, uh, Kurt Russell, comes up to try to run them off the road while they're doing this stunt. So there's, like, a meta stunt thing going on. And, uh, yeah, the chase just goes on forever with him doing it. She's, like, barely hanging out of the car, um, eventually gets back in, and they turn the tables, and uh, they, like, shoot him at one point. And he like freaks out. <laughs> it's so good. Like, oh god, oh god, why me? Do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, no, please. You're one of them, aren't you? He wasn't a Hans Gruber for crying oh, out loud. No, no. So, Death Proof, the part two of the uh, whatever the hell it was called, the Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Yeah, with that and Planet Terror. Nice. Um, yeah, just to add to it. Like I say, this is my number two as well. Uh, it's just I, I love the engines. They have the noise in this. They have the, the the mixing of the sound is so good. Just hearing those engines roar is just awesome. Um, Kurt Russell, the girls, and then the whole point. Like I honestly, because I saw this in the movie, the whole grindhouse thing. It's it's a long watch, and I was getting a little a little tired, but also uh, I didn't think the I, for some reason I thought the girls were just gonna eat it. Like they were gonna die too, just like the other one. So I was like, and the one that turns out, I just I love the comeuppance. Yeah, <laughs> that was so yeah. good. And uh, just the jumps, and that was all I know. Quentin Tarantino is all old school. All that was all old school stunt guys. 
doing that shit just like they did way back in the day. It's kind of like with that whole thing earlier in the movie when Kurt Russell's talking about how, you know, yeah, now I do it in CGI, but back then they did it this way. And I think that's how he did it in this movie. So, and you could tell yeah. it's awesome. I think my my favorite part of it all, uh, even more so than <laughs> the Kurt Russell acting like a bitch, is they, they both like skid to a halt and like his character is just like, well, that was fun. <laughs> like he tells him that he's like, "Well, yeah. that was fun, ladies." Like in his mind, he was like, "Oh, well, I guess this is over. I'm going my way." <laughs> and then, like, to surprise, <laughs> they're not they're not down with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I like that. He said Zoe, but I thought all the. I've already talked about how I like uh, what's her face, um, the night nurse Rosario Dawson. She's great in it. The other girl, I don't I don't think I've seen anything else, but the Zoe Bell was Zoe rad. Bell, and then they leave. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead basically get raped. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Buck, and I like to fuck. Like, in the in the Tarantino universe, that guy's supposed to be that guy's friend. Really? Yeah, I think so. Like, I forget how, but they... It's, like, been explained elsewhere. So. Watch Death Proof, folks. It gets a bad rap as, like, Quentin's worst movie. And that may be, but that's all relative, because he makes quality, quality films. I still love it, and... Watch it. I just added it to our to one of my to do lists. We're gonna do this soon. Well, all of Planet Terror. I mean, the Grindhouse. I was thinking about that. We can yeah, talk okay. about that. Yeah, <laughs> we're a double feature. Well, the Grindhouse version of the podcast. We'll do, we'll do three. three. We'll do one for the <laughs> Planet Terror, one for Death Proof, and then one for the the trailers. Trailers. Machete. Machete. I was gonna say we could do it all ground house, ground Grindhouse style and make the sound quality all terrible, but our podcast already <laughs> has already there, sound quality, yeah. so I don't know what we do. But... <laughs> we'll just put in random edits. That would be kind of fun. Ah, spoiler mm-hmm. alert. We might do that. Um, all right. Uh, our number no, Alex is number two. Yep, my number two is in The Hunted with uh, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. That car chase was a bit revolutionary because it, it's never been done before where they literally had a car chase in the middle of like downtown traffic. It was pure insanity. It, it was kind of like a demolition derby where they had to like ram cars behind and in front of them just to inch past other cars to get through. Oh, it was amazing. I didn't think a slow car chase would ever make any type of favorites list, but this one did it. It's just so brutal. Car... What, what was it like filming, Alex? Oh, it was hell. I was in that <laughs> car for like hours. Were you stuttering? No, not that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was when I was in the last Jedi. Oh, okay. I've never seen. I've never even heard in, of this movie. In between like MMA that. fights, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I stay in shape for the films. Uh. All right. yeah, yeah, I recommend this movie. It's really cool. Well, who's in this movie? Tommy Lee Besides Jones. And, Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. Okay. It's awesome night fights. All right. All right, Scott. Number one. Don't steal mine again. I I think I might. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fury Road. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of stole it. <laughs> number one too. I kind of took the whole series, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that, uh, <laughs> like Mad Max. But um, anyway, so Fury Road, basically the movie is just one giant car chase. Yeah, <laughs> yep. cool. Uh, I mean, a lot can be said about it. I'm, I'm just gonna say that one of the 
the giant trucks chasing after our heroes, our protagonists in this movie, has a guy in long johns and a weird mask with a oh, guitar yeah. that shoots flames as he hangs from bungee cord. And that's all you need. That's all I need to be said. That's all that needs to be said. But while he's not playing, it also turns into a hammock. So. Oh. Because <laughs> that's when he was sleeping, then they had to wake him up so he could start playing again. But yeah, just ton of of uh, practical effects. These giant weird cars and trucks um, exploding, jumping over stuff, colliding, uh, and it goes on for the length of the movie, pretty much. And it's great. Yeah, they go from point A to point B and back to point A. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, and it's awesome. Yeah, like I said, I couldn't decide, especially between this and you mentioned how Death Proof, the last third. Road Warrior, the last, I think, third, too, is another awesome chase with him. The decoy getting the, he doesn't know he's a decoy, but getting the stuff back. So, uh, and even in the first Mad Max, which I'm not a huge fan of, is kind of boring, but the the chase scenes are awesome. Uh, Thunderdome, okay, we don't have to talk about that, but. Train chase on that one. God, really? I've only seen it a couple of times. I don't actually remember (laughs) Remember that one, but uh, anyway, yes, Fury Road I agree with, and I have to add a Road Warrior as well. Awesome, but yeah, you can't beat it. Have we done Fury Road yet? Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure our lists are going to be that scene where I'm in the chase and he in the car jumps, and then the other one, <laughs> the guy. So, shiny and crow. Yes, the Halloween costume this year. It was Very Jeff. Topical. Jeff. Jeff was huffing yeah. all night. <laughs> Yeah, I was spraying cakes, spraying in my mouth, and it kind of burned. <laughs> hey, but I burned brain cells on the way, so that's cool. Yeah, there you go. All right, Alex, you're the same thing? Or no? Yep. All right. So here it is. Fury Road. I'm sure you guys have seen that. That's a recent movie. Go watch it again. Yes. I'm going to. This movie came out while I... Well, going full circle. This movie came out while I was in Paris... And they have a bunch of pictures in the subway uh, or metro, whatever they call it in in France, and they have all the posters with um, the characters. I forgot their names now. Mad Max, but uh, Furiosa, and it's all Le Fury Road, uh, whatever. Le <laughs> <laughs> <That> Fury Road, Lad <laughs> Maxi Man. Yeah. So uh, I love it. All right, we have any feedback? I think this, we probably didn't have enough time to get this out, right? Yeah, we didn't. My bad. All right. No, worry about it. Yeah. Nobody has opinions about car chases. You can tell us anyway. Yeah, put up your lists and how would you how you would rate? Uh, what are we talking about, Ronan? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, it's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. So, Super Bowl, huh? Still got a few weeks away. Yeah, it's coming up. Uh, some teams are going to play, probably the two that are not the best, but they're the ones left. That's true. By the time this airs, the Super Bowl is probably already over. So who did mm-hmm. you, who won? I'm pretty sure it was the uh, Jaguars. Only because <laughs> I like I like Jaguars. They're from South America. Jaguars. Well, Press you named an actual NFL team, but I don't think they made the playoffs. I'm looking at all the logos right now. So I think they actually did. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Jaguars. And they right. and they won the Super Bowl, too. <laughs> if you're right, Alex, you should have bet money. They, yeah, they won it by a single home run. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. 
Here, they, here first, folks. They kicked a touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's time for Niam News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. All right. So, uh, Niam Reviews. Yeah, keep this kind of quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, how did you know? Uh, so, we had the break. Uh, talk a little bit about Bright. I know Jeff saw it. I saw it. Alex, you saw it, right? Yep, I saw it. Yeah, so Bright came out on Netflix, kind of an interesting experiment. Uh, Netflix has been doing the original programming for quite some time. Somebody searching stuff over there? What's going on? Sorry. <laughs> opening opening up some string cheese? What's happening? I actually just found some packaging tape, and I wanted to stretch it out. That's all. <laughs> exciting. Well that, well, that was a good time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a couple beers. Stop it! <laughs> oh, you can hear that? I'm not even doing it. I'm just barely holding it. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Bright. So we also have Bright. Uh, big budget uh, original movie on Netflix. Will Smith playing a cop taking care of weird creatures. This time, fantasy creatures instead of aliens. Uh, just real quick, what did everybody think of it? I like eh. it. Oh, Alex liked it. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was all right. Uh, I was. I I like that the magic was like kind of outlawed and it was quickly taken care of, and it kind of went almost into myth by uh by the that point in their universe. I thought that was really cool. I wanted more world building. I thought the concept is cool, but we didn't get enough into it. Like, why are the elves the ones that live in downtown LA and, like, Beverly Hills? And why the fuck are there elves and fairies? Because they're stuck up assholes, that's I know, but how did this happen? I don't know. I mean, I, I like the... Con- like I said, I kept... Every time I liked part of it and something would happen, I didn't like it. And, and Will Smith looked old. Well, he's old. I know. He looked really old, though. I like that uh, all the, a lot of the cops had some pretty sweet mustaches. <laughs> there was a lot of mustaches in this movie, it's true. Uh... Do you guys remember Alien Nation? Because it's also yes. Me of oh hell yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely had that vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I with some Training Day mixed in there. <laughs> when they left, spoiler. I guess if you haven't seen this, one spoiler. When uh, they leave, um, Uncle Owen. I don't know the guy's real name. I just know he plays Uncle Owen. <laughs> Joel Edgerton. Uh, yeah, with the other uh, orcs, and they're about to, they're about to like kill him. And they, oh, well, he saved me earlier. It's just like the same thing that with the guy returning the wallet in Training Day, right? I was like, oh, this is fucked up. Oh, it's just like Training Day. But then when Will Smith made him smoke PCP, that was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> but what would, like, fantasy PCP be? Uh, uh, Black, Black Lotus Stygian the best. Pixie Farts. <laughs> Yeah, it had to be something like tranquil. It would be like uh, centaur tranquilizers. There was a centaur, a single centaur in the there whole was world. A, there was a centaur. Yeah. Yeah. Centaur cop. <laughs> New on Netflix. Centaur, centaur cop. cop. Anyway, um, so I just one quick thing. I I did like it was about as close to Shadowrun as anything's ever come to the big yeah. Screens. That's what I was thinking too. I love Shadowrun. Yeah, me too. So, uh, that's bright. Uh, it's already, I think they've already ordered a sequel. No surprise there. I'm sure a bajillion people watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Sorry, Rip. Did you guys hear? Like, apparently, this is made like this Netflix's first algorithmic movie. Where, like, yeah, based on all that. of our viewing habits, they made a movie that would just satisfy really the raw numbers of what I, people. Watch. I heard that about House of Cards. No, that was the first TV show. This is the first movie. I don't right, know. right. <laughs> I mean, that they use that that same kind of formula. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that. Didn't know that. Okay. Which is kind of sad that they're just watching our view now. Oh, we'll make a movie that Jeff will like. So. <laughs> let's throw some tits in there. <laughs> yeah, let's throw some tits yeah. in there. Let's throw some Batman in there and some Star Wars and less jokes and got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So, <laughs> yep. I, I don't know. That's, I'm going to play my tape now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if, uh, I, if I'm cool with that. Let's, let's try to let's try still let humans, humans try to do some stuff, even if they are rehashing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one other quick review. I watched The Big Sick, uh, which got <laughs> got pretty well reviewed last year. Yeah. Um, it was Kamel Namjiani. Namjiani. Yeah. yeah. For apologies for butchering that. And uh, Zoe Kazan. I'm also probably mispronouncing her name too. Uh, but yeah, it was a Judd Apatow joint. Um, and you could tell with all the kind of backstage comedian stuff going on with it. But as a, as a romantic comedy, it was very good. I recommend it. Uh, it was, it was funny and poignant and never got too saccharine. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was uh, very funny. It was several times I laughed out loud. Which is high high watermark for for most comedies these days. Yeah, yeah. so damn jaded. Yep. So that's, so that's all my news. Alex, did you have anything you want to talk about? Yeah, over the break, I finally got a PS4 and I got uh, Horizon Zero Dawn oh. for it. I'm oh playing my. through it right now. It is a gorgeous game. I just got to get a PS4 Pro and then a 4K TV, and I think I'll get the full experience. <laughs> but until 10 years from now when I can afford all that stuff it's still really good I'm very much enjoying just running around in the world hunting robot dinosaurs so yeah I recommend it it's one of the best games of 2017 for a reason yep I'm like 45 minutes into it like I just need to get back to it at some point <laughs> 45 minutes into it 4 months ago yep basically yeah. when it came out yep <laughs> Alright. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, Jeff, anything you want to talk about? Yeah, I got sick over the holidays, so I got to watch a lot of TV. So Big sick? <laughs> yeah, I get the big sick. I mentioned Baby Driver. I watched that. Okay. I already mentioned that. I, was, I finally saw Valerian. Valerian? Okay. How is that? I have not seen and it. I liked it. It's crap. I mean, it's... Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I like it. Like This would be like a five, probably. I'd have to watch it again. It's definitely some shitty stuff, but I think if you like Fifth Element, it's not nearly as good, but it's got those same qualities. It's it's quirky. It's a super colorful space movie. The, I, I've heard the complaints. It's probably true. The cast is a little too young. They're a little too like, teeny bopper. Uh, and the girl's like half naked throughout the movie, which is great, but it doesn't really kind of fit, <laughs> it doesn't really kind of fit with the movie. So, uh, But I still liked it. I would recommend it. Um, it's not great. Go in with an open mind, but I think you'll have fun with it. Um, 
any divas singing in a concert hall? <laughs> no, there is no. But I think, but yeah, what, there is a. Um, it's my brows. Yeah, like Rihanna or one of the girls that I know, one of the hot pop singers right now. I I don't know. Um, Rihanna or who's another one like Rihanna? I think it was Rihanna. Okay, one of them's. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it was her. Okay, so that was kind of weird, but well, eh. um, so check it out. Uh, on Netflix, I watched. There's a toys documentary, um, the toys that made us. I think is what it's called. And there's four episodes: one on uh, Star Wars, one on Barbie, one on He Man, and one on GI Joe. Uh, that's right up our alley, right? I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to like this stuff. So mm-hmm. I recommend that. Um, brought back a lot of memories and learned some stuff. Uh, Godless. Have you guys heard about this show? Yes. Yeah. Heard about it. So I kind of burned through that. This is a, it's a mm. Western on Netflix about a mining town where there was a mining accident and almost all the men were killed. Uh, so it's mostly female-driven thing. But then there's also this band of <laughs> other cowboys and then you know, stuff's going to happen as the, the two stories mix uh, get together. So I recommend that. It was pretty good. And Black Mirror Season 4 is out and I've been watching that. I'm not through it yet. I'm through three episodes and I have to like take like a two-day break in between each episode yes. of these like, things. Seriously. <laughs> take a circle shower in between. <laughs> how, how many How many episodes are per season? Like the four, last two right? seasons, there's been six. Okay. Right, so I've watched the, the first, very first one and that <laughs> so like I'm like eh, I don't need to watch the next one right away. Yeah, yeah. I kind of gave Alex said the same thing. I kind of gave him a list. I'm like, watch these. These are the lighter ones, yeah. and if if you can handle these, keep going. If you can't even handle this, then yeah, just stop. <laughs> so I can give you the same list if you want. This one, the very first season, is like a Star Trek ripoff thing, and uh, I, I think that one is watch is very watchable. It's creepy, but it's it's watchable. The next couple are a little bit. Ugh. Especially this last one I just watched, uh, Crocodile, a little bit, but still enjoying it. I love that the style of the show. It's you know, as we mentioned before, it's like Twilight Zone meets social media. Uh, so, all right, that's all my reviews. Okay, and scene. Yeah, right, I think it. that's everything. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.